Almighty God. Where else can we turn? Lord, all else is false advertisement, fake news, and promises that people cannot keep. But you alone are true. You alone are faithful. You alone are sovereign. And your love is pure. Your commitment, unshakable. Father, we come to you. Awed by the fact that your heart is moved by our prayers. As great as thou art, I must care for our cries. Lord, thank you. We cannot deserve this. Lord, we are, you have been faithful, but we have not. We have failed. I have failed. Chosen my pleasure over your purpose. I have not redeemed the time as we have heard. And Father, I ask for your forgiveness. I confess our sins. We are not worthy. But we pray for your grace, your forgiveness. Lord, help us to turn from these broken cisterns to the fountains of living water. That we would turn and not just with our mouths or with our hearts to, to serve you, to seek you with all our hearts. Father, we are in great need. Lord, there is need in each one of our, the hearts. There is trials and struggles that you alone can solve. But Father, we want to agree together this morning to pray for Sasha Nechikov. Lord, here is father of young children who need him. A young wife, Lord, and yet he hangs between life and death. The technology and wisdom of man is failing, but Lord, your wisdom never fails. Lord, you are able to restore him. You are able to work, and we give you this opportunity to be glorified. We pray that that blood clot would be dissolved the pneumonia cleared up and that the life-giving breath be restored to that body. Lord, we ourselves are in need 
of that life-giving breath of your Holy Spirit that you breathed into Adam and made him a living soul that we could be made the living body of your son. That we would not allow infection to clog our, and hardness to clog our arteries and our airways. We pray that we could get rid of all the hindrances that we could be restored to strength to fulfill your purposes and not our own. Lord, restore Sasha. Father, we pray for his parents. We pray especially for his mother, Lola, that she may come to faith and see that you alone are sovereign. You alone can can respond into you alone are in control and she can trust in you at last. Father, we want to pray for many others who find themselves struggling for breath. Think of Tom Surance. Veronica Bolaratz, Paul Kreisen, and Harrow, uh, we know of. We know there are many others who are struggling with illness. There are many. Lord, I just want to bring Brian and Sandy's little nephew, Brian's daughters, and Brian's sister's a uh, son, Adam, Lord, who's been diagnosed with leukemia. I just want to bring him before you too. Pray that you would work in his healing and helping his family also come to a living faith and a living God, a God who hears and answers prayer. Father, we pray that you would speak to us now not through the unworthy lips and mind of the servant, but rather through your spirit into the very hearts of each one present. Lord, that we can put aside all that distracts, all that keeps us from a wholehearted, integrated, unconditional surrender to your working in, in us, in every part of our being. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. The very first sermon I ever preached from this church was found in the book of Daniel, chapter 9, and the Lord has led me to return to that chapter.
Daniel is found after the four great prophets, after Jeremiah, Ezekiel. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Daniel read the word of God and he believed the promises the specific prophecies that they would be 70 years in exile. Verse 3. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments, we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants, the prophets, which spake in thy name to our kings, to our princes, our fathers, to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces as to this day. Daniel recognized that he deserved the judgment. He acknowledged and justified God that they deserved the punishment and the humiliation that they had received. To the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and unto all Israel that are near and that are afar off through all the countries, whither thou hast driven them because of their trespass, that they trespassed against thee, their sin. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face, to our kings, to our princes, to our fathers, because we have sinned against thee. To the Lord our God belongeth mercies and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his ways, which he set before us by his servants the prophets. Yea, all Israel have transgressed thy law, even by departing, that they might not obey thy voice. Wherefore, the curse is poured upon us, and the oath is that is written, in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. And he hath confirmed his words, which he spake against us and against our judges and that judged us and by bringing upon us a great evil for under the whole heaven hath not been done as has been done unto Jerusalem. As is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us, yet 
made we not our prayer before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us, for the Lord our God is righteous in all his works which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. And now, O Lord our God, that has brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and has gotten thee renowned as a, to this day, we have sinned. We have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and all thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now, therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O oh my God, include thine, incline thine ear and hear, open thine eyes and behold our desolations in the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. O oh Lord, hear. O oh Lord, forgive. O oh Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O oh my God. For thy city and thy people are called by thy name. And whiles I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication, my plea, before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God. Yea, whiles I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening ob oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore understand the matter. matter and consider the vision. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Oh God, You who are great in mercy, a great and dreadful God, one who we cannot even comprehend, but we have intimations of, hints of, in this thy creation and in thy word as we read it. We tremble as we address thee, as we bow before thee. Who are we? Dear Father, we have no right, we have no claim of ourselves to come before thee and pray before thee. We are not good people. We haven't done great things. We haven't done the things that thou hast required. Dear Father, 
It is only because of Jesus Christ and our faith in him, our trust in the one who is now sitting on thy right hand, the one who has the prints of the nails in his hands, the one who is interceding for us that we can pray to thee. It is because of him we know, yes, thy promises are sure, that whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord, he will be saved. Whosoever will call out and realize his need and thy ability to supply, thy ability to answer, he is the one that can approach because of Jesus Christ. We thank thee this morning hour, dear Father, for the power and the conviction of thy Holy Spirit that is already working here. Dear Father, it is in prayer that we spend wondrous hours, dear Father, and oh, how we've missed that. How we've forsaken that time of, of seeing who thou really art and who we are and how thou ought to be praised and how we ought to order our lives. We've missed that for the empty cisterns and the, the broken, the things that can't supply. Dear Father, this morning hour, we beg of thee, please hear our prayer. Hear our prayer for our loved ones. And dear Father, we realize it's so true that it's in those moments of desperation and when things seem hopeless that we are driven to our knees. And dear Father, even this we realize is our weakness. It should have been in the good times. It should have been in the times when, when, we, when things were, were well that we, we should have turned to thee. But dear Father, we thank thee also, even in these desperate times that we can turn and we have come to this place. Dear Father, we pray for our, our dear brothers, our dear sisters who are suffering so much, who don't uh, even know or are not fully conscious and don't know the situation they are in perhaps or how desperate it is. And dear Father, as we pray this, we know thou knowest completely. And we, we promise, dear Father, <laughs> We promised our lives that we would commit our lives into thy hands. And so we pray this for our brothers and sisters too. We know that they promised too, they would commit their lives into thy hands and wherever that was leads them and however it would be, even to maybe an end like this, all the way, our savior leads us, dear father. And so we pray for their faith first and foremost, that, that thou wouldst sustain them in this moment and if it does lead to death dear father lead them faithfully lead them to be with thee but dear father we pray for their restoration and for their healing we see the needs we see the families that that have such a a great need for a father for a grandfather perhaps or a mother or a wife we see these needs and we know that thou dost see them even more than we do, more completely, more fully. Dear Father, help us to see thy hand, to trust thee and to see thy working, to honor thee and glorify thee, whatever thou doest, as thou doest it in rightness and in truth, in mercy and in love. Dear Father, we pray for uh, 
those that are uh, shut in, those that are closed up, that they can't meet with brothers and sisters, can't be encouraged in this physical way by, by being here with others and interacting and sharing. Your Father, we also confess our failure and our, our sin, our dereliction of our duty in not visiting and not upholding us that were able, that had the freedom, that had the, that do have the, the ability. Forgive us, dear Father, where we have been negligent, have not been those hands, have not been those feet. Oh, we missed out ourselves. Dear Father, we pray for those that are suffering for thy name's sake, those that are in prison or in punishment or being uh, ostracized for the name of Jesus because they had the, the boldness to speak and to live in a way that identified them with Jesus Christ. Dear Father, be with them. Help them to know that they they are part of Matthew 5, that they are part of that kingdom of heaven, that they are inheriting, along with Jesus Christ, all the things that are promised by a true and faithful God through Jesus Christ. Your Father, help us to be part of that too, not to be satisfied with less than the kingdom of heaven. Dear Father, as we turn now to thy word, as we look into it, as the brother has prayed, we know it is not the, the lips of clay here, the words that are spoken audibly that have the impact. We know that thou dost use them, thou dost use the foolishness of preaching, but we know, dear Father, it's those words as they're taken in, as, as the Spirit convicts us and prompts us, as we respond in faith and do and act upon that little bit of faith, that that is the working that thou dost desire. That is the fruit, dear Father, not simply for us to hear a sermon, to feel a certain way and to go away, but dear Father, to take in that word, to be that good ground. Dear Father, help us to bear fruit for thy kingdom. We pray this in the name of Jesus and his name and in the confidence of him, amen. We sang together this morning, O Father heart, by my poor prayer affected. That's a wonder. Have you ever considered maybe as you stare up into a Starlit night, far away from the pollution of the city, and you see the vastness of space, of which we are one tiny dot. Have you ever considered when, when you come to the end of your strength, you feel overwhelmed and 
We are so weak, so small, and yet God cares. God who we read at the very beginning of this book, the, the frame of the entire story, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. He is not only bigger, he is entirely greater. He spoke these things into being as an act of will. And as we are awed by a Niagara Falls or a vast mountain or, or by you know, the majestic mad, uh, of his, his creation, we, we're not even scratching the surface of him who set these things into motion with precision and wisdom and power. And of all the billions of people on this planet, cares what you think, how you feel. And as you turn to him and pray. Throughout this word, see example after example of God hearing prayers. From the baby Ishmael under the bush crying without water. And God heard Jehovah Shammah the cries of that baby and his distraught mother. From, from Hezekiah, the king, having a vast superpower coming down, ripping through his kingdom, threatening and demoralizing his, his city. And he takes the insulting letter this, this, this is written in duplicate in the Bible. Very few passages are as duplicated as that one in 1 Kings 18 and middle Isaiah. And he spreads it out before God. And, and like Daniel here, he doesn't come and say, God, you've got to do this for me. He says, God, for your sake, for your character, for who you are, show yourself different than all these other gods that were wiped out. And, and God responds through Isaiah. He responds, because you prayed, whereas thou hast prayed. Because you prayed. Here. Gabriel says, the beginning of thy supplications, at the, the beginning of your cries and pleas to God, the commandment came forth. God sent the commandment, Gabriel, go and respond.
we don't understand prayer. We don't understand why a God who is sovereign, who does as he pleases in the heavens, chooses to respond. And what does that mean? And how does a God whose plans are set from the foundation of the world respond to the individual pleas of one of his puny creatures? We don't understand, but it is written. How God foreknows, how God, I don't understand. And I'm not going to attempt to try to disentangle time and, 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 and free will and, and, and sovereign. I, I don't understand. I don't need to understand. If I understood, then God would not be greater than I and beyond my ability to understand. Yes, but I can understand what God tells me, and I'm accountable and responsible for what God shows me. Deuteronomy says the hidden things belong to God, but what is revealed, that we're accountable for. And incredibly, God wants me to pray. God responds to my prayers. In, in the New Testament, Jesus reveals something shocking. That this vast Lord of hosts, God of creation, God of all power and majesty and might, as his disciples say, teach us to pray. As they saw him often in prayer, early in the morning, all night. They said, teach us to pray. And he said, our Father, Abba. God can be approached as a loving Father. There's one thing for me to come into the presence of a mighty ruler, groveling as I should, on my knees and in fear and trembling as I should, to even be granted audience is far beyond my deserts. But that I can come to him in the confidence of a little child. That's a whole nother level of wonder. We're just resurrecting some of the old videos of little kids back when they were cute, to say nothing of how they are now. And uh, back when their daddy was their world. Obviously, they weren't old and wise enough to see through all of that. And when daddy came through the door and the cries, daddy, daddy, 
And of course, that melts the father heart. Do you think that your father's heart does not respond when you come running to him? When you come to him and you acknowledge, not in some legalistic framework of, of exchange, but as a, as a child to the father heart that's moved by your prayer, that you come to him. You don't think he melts because he is not only great, his love is greater. We have seen his power. We have seen God answer prayers in this building. Brother Doug reminded us yesterday of how we met in that CFG room. As Dennis was hanging between life and death, Dennis Delich in Africa, where there was no first world medicine, and they were also beyond their ability to control things. And as we, our church, Richmond Hill Church, gathered in a circle and prayed, in the very hour, God responded and the fever broke. This past year, we have seen Sister Olivia Bielek, Where the doctor says, these scars from surgery. He says, I didn't have any surgery, at least not by human hands, as her cancer was removed. We've heard the testimony at Testify of Brother Peter Vrankovich from this city. How God responded to the prayers of many and healed him from cancer. We have heard my own sister praising God for bringing her back from death's door, thankful for your prayers, the prayers around the world. We have a God who answers prayer. In Daniel, yet, verse 13, yet made we not our prayer before the Lord our God Despite, despite God trying to get the attention of his people, being faithful to his promises, not only for good, but also for consequences, not out of anger, but out of love, to turn them from destruction. As the Psalm of Moses says, yet they did not pray. They had a place of prayer. 
They were distinct from all other people groups that they had a place that God had promised if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, I will hear, will heal their land, turn from their wicked ways. I forgot to include those very important condition. Because that's the rest of this phrase. Yet made we not our prayer before the Lord God that we might turn from our iniquities and understand thy truth. When we, when we come and each one day, each one of us will stand more likely kneel for a great God. Your regret as you look back at your life at the energy and the stress and the anxiety and the effort that you applied but yet you did not pray. You did not see the root, the problems in your life, and the broken relationship with your Lord. That's key here to Daniel's effective prayer was not just that he chose to pray, very important, but he chose to pray the truth about himself and he chose to place his confidence not in his righteousness, but in God's character. Elijah was a man of like passions as we were. And yet, the heavens withheld their rain for three years. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Does God hear everyone's prayer? Are there preconditions? Perhaps we need to leave this for a deeper dive and we plan to look into this deeper as we study God's word on uh, midweek about prayer. But I want this morning for us to consider Jehovah Shammah. You're not alone in the universe. You're not alone facing your trials and struggles. God is not disinterested. He is not spitefully looking on and, and rejoicing in your calamity. He is waiting 
for one man to come in humility and declare his dependence upon God, to stand in the gap, to plead, and to intercede. God wants to heal. He wants to restore. He wants to respond to the cries of his children who will come in childlike confidence to Jehovah Shammah. Will you? Do you know what uh, hurts the most in a relationship? Silence. It's no communication. That's what hurts the most. Angry words can be exchanged and hurtful things may be done. But when it reaches the stage of silence, that can be very painful. Brother and sister, how long have you been silent to God? And I don't mean not referring to pro forma prayers or things we do by rote, but how long has it been since you really poured your heart out to him in prayer? You really communicated, told him what is on your heart, what you think about him, first of all, and then about yourself. Could it be that these things come upon us because we are silent? these calamities, these difficult times? Could it be that God sends them in his graciousness and his love to turn us towards him? If we receive it as that, if we turn to him, there is blessing even in difficult times and dark times. As the brother said, God in his wisdom, he knows what he is doing. He has his master plan. He is working for his glory and for our good. And we don't understand how prayer works into all that, but it definitely does. And I think we only begin to understand that, how it works in as we pray, as we're changed by prayer, as his heart is open towards us. I love Daniel. As, as you read the book and he, as you get a sense of his character and the times that he lived in and his interaction, oh, what a beautiful soul. And the example that we have here is someone who read from God's word and then was moved to pray and moved to pray in such a heartfelt way that he felt it was good to record it, that we could see it and see uh, what heartfelt prayer is. Oh, that we would be the same way too, that we would open God's word. We would see the promises that are contained in there. We would see the judgments, the righteous judgments that, that, that are in there that we all deserve and that our hearts would be turned to God and we would really speak to him, we would really communicate to him and, and our silence before him would be ended. The, the Father heart would be so pleased. May that occur in this coming year among us and individually, each one of us individually. May the Lord bless this word and, and uh, uh, as we conclude this service, and may we be commended to his grace.